Welcome to another powerful teaching from Exodus Global. As a ministry, we are committed to inspiring a generation to develop a closer work with God. We urge that you pay attention to all that will be taught and see to it that you apply them. Let's dive right into the Word. All right, so once again, good evening. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, this topic, the theme in front of us, the power of a generation all right the power of a generation and i mean that's is solid you know you must understand god's assignment you must understand god's move you must understand god's intention so i i took it yesterday from two angles you know number one um is the individual anointing the other is a corporate anointing so allow me build up again on that today i might still say a few things that were said yesterday just so as to you know um, allow someone, you know, catch, you know, or grasp um, the the thoughts, all right, that we're considering because it's important, you know, very, 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 very important, you know, because um, by the time you look at the texts, okay, the scriptures being used for this meeting, number one is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 to 12, so it tells us that two are better than one. Okay, and then Deuteronomy 32, 30 tells us, all right, that one will chase a thousand and then two will chase 10,000. So the, the important thing really is the idea of the body, all right? What's the body concept? Um, so you must understand how to function well in the body. Yet again, you must understand how well, please, you must understand how well also to function as an individual in the body and sincerely they are not against themselves it's how we handle it all right how we how we how we deal with it that's that's what it is all right so um okay so let's go to matthew or oh, let's do luke all right so same stories in matthew and luke but let's do luke so we'll pick it from luke chapter 3 then we we'll go to Luke chapter 4 so in Luke chapter 3 we find Jesus all right we we, we get the explanation you know of um, the baptism the ministry of John the Baptist all right we see you know like um, verse 16 of Luke chapter 3 John answers saying unto them all I indeed baptize you with water but one mightier than i all right comes after me whose shoe latchet i am not worthy to unloose he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire 17 says whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather the wheat into the garner but the chaff he will burn all right with an unquenchable fire Okay, so 21 says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also, watch this please, being baptized, all right? When the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also, being baptized and praying, they haven't opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Okay, 23 Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, 
which is the son of Eli, and then the genealogy, all right, begins. But I want you to take note. I know you know it, but please take note. Okay, 21 and 22. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven opened. The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove on him, and a voice came from heaven and said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So we could quickly go to John. Same story. Okay. We go to John. Same same story. So we find John here. Something quite, um, quite interesting in the book of John. Okay. So John chapter 1 verse 30. John 1 30. John chapter 1 30. Okay. Can you still hear me? So I believe... We can. Okay. So John chapter 1 and verse 30 says, This is he of whom I said, John is speaking, John the Baptist, After me comes a man that is preferred before me, for he was before me. All right. And I knew him not. Please take note of this. But that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. So John's mission was to literally point out this is the person. All right. So therefore, I came baptizing with water. 32 now. And John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, not a dove, please, like a dove. I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. Please follow 33 very well. All right, 33 says, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, all right, upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining, the same is he that baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Don't forget in Luke, John said he's coming, all right, and he will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But this Gospel of John, all right, we hear John say, the instruction I was given is on the person whom you see the Holy Ghost, number one, descend, number two, remain. Take note of that. Number one, descend. Number two, remain. Are you getting that? No, that's verse 33. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining. The same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. So the relationship, all right, what Jesus, okay, received from the Father, you know, don't forget Philippians 2 tells us that he laid aside his heavenly weight and glory. So he came to the earth in the form and the fashion of a man. So he came here like a person, all right? He was God, but he didn't come to the earth in the fullness of God. Jesus on the earth was 100% God, 100% man. Why? Because God sent him here so that a new creation might be raised, a new nation, all right? A new a new species of people. So 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation. So Jesus came for that reason. So if he came as full god and then everything he did on the earth he did as full god then all right it will question statements that he made like when he said as the father sent me so send i you or when he said greater works than i did will you also do how could we ever attempt to do all right what god did in the flesh all right so but jesus came here all right and didn't come as god in the flesh he was god but he didn't come in the fullness because if he did come in the fullness he would not have needed to be baptized 
and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you getting this, please? All right. If he came in his fullness as God, all right, he would, I mean, he would have been floating in the air from when he came out of his mother's womb. I mean, he would have been walking in super, 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 super duper, all right, super, super, super divinity. Let me show you something in John chapter 3. So we're laying a foundation of the person of Christ, all right? And, okay, so I was about to go ahead of myself. The person of Christ, okay? So don't forget, uh, he's the one, Jesus, and that is baptizing people with, all right, the Holy Ghost. So you find in John chapter 3, all right, verse 25, all right, that there, then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying and they came unto John and said to him, Rabbi, he that was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you bear witness, behold, the same baptizes, and all men are going to him. All right? I mean, these people know how to create wahala. All right? So Jesus is baptizing more people than John. But of course, chapter 4, lessons on that Jesus did not baptize those disciples that were baptizing. All right? But I mean, they now came to say, the person that you introduced to us, more people are not going to him. I mean, for someone else, you know, envy and a whole lot of that comes in. But the answer of john is is classic all right because this is where the place of purpose must be clear you understanding god's assignment okay for your life god's system god's placement you know you you must understand it okay so it says all men come to him that's 26 27 john answered and said i like this a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven now you can scheme for things but i mean they won't they won't be everlasting all right you yourselves bear witness 28 that i said i am not the christ please take note of the word christ i said i am not the christ but that i was sent before him he that has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice this my joy therefore is fulfilled he jesus must increase but i must decrease all right he that comes from above is above all he that is of the earth is earthy or earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that comes from above or from heaven is above all. 32. And when he had said, seen and heard, what rather he had seen and heard, that he testifies and no man receives his testimony. He that had received his testimony has said to his seal that God is true. I want you to take note of 34. For he whom God sent speaks the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him i'll take that again he whom god sent speaks the words of god for god giveth not the spirit by measure unto him him who god sent speaks not all right he whom god sent rather speaks the words of god for god giveth not the spirit by measure that means god gave him the spirit without measure god gave him the fullness of the spirit that's basically the point all right being mentioned here god gave jesus the very fullness of the spirit glory glory to god and jesus is referred to as the christ okay he is referred to as the christ so let's get back to luke but now in the fourth chapter in the third chapter of luke we see jesus being baptized we see the holy ghost coming upon him we went to john chapter one that showed us that the holy ghost did not just come upon him the Holy Ghost came and stayed and god said that means up until that time he wasn't maybe coming and staying if there was not a particular revelation that John was giving that you will see the Spirit coming and staying. Okay? Now, so in Luke chapter 4, from verse 1, it says, And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, all right, 
returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned to Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Then we see here how he was tempted of the devil, all right, and how you know Jesus resisted the temptation of the devil. Are you getting that now? We see all of that here, and Jesus was awesome. But the 14th verse now, having you know defeated the temptations of the devil, Luke 4 14, Bible says. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went a fame of him throughout all the region round about. So chapter 3, we see him baptized. We see the Holy Ghost coming upon him. Chapter 4, verse 1, we see Jesus full of the Holy Ghost, and then we see him being tempted as the devil. All right, same chapter 4, we see him winning the temptations of the devil. And the 14th verse of chapter 4 says he returned in the power of the Spirit. All right, so... 15 and he taught in the synagogues being glorified of all and he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went to the synagogue right on the sabbath day and stood up for to read 17 and there was delivered unto him the book of isaiah the prophet and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written 18 the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me please take note of the language because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, all right, 19, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down. And the eyes of all the people that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. All right. 22. And all bear witness and wondered at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth and said, is this not the son of Joseph? So what's happening here? All right. So they see Jesus. All right. Coming to the temple. He usually goes to the temple. Maybe he's been reading some other portions. But now that he's been anointed of the Holy Ghost, right now that he has the fullness of the Holy Ghost, he now goes straight to what we know as Isaiah chapter 61. So he gets there and he begins to read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. I'm like, they're like, oh, hmm. Um, I mean, look at verse 20 again, all right? And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down and the eyes of all the people that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. These guys were like, um, sorry, why did he read that place? Um, who does he think he is? And then 21, and he began to say to them, this day is the scripture fulfilled. You would remember that the Jews had always waited for the Messiah. They knew the Messiah was coming. They've been expecting the Messiah. So Jesus now reads one of the core all right, portions all right, of scripture that talks about the Messiah. And then he's telling them that don't bother looking. This scripture here is now fulfilled today in front of you. They're like, no, you can't be the Messiah. But interesting thing is this, the word Messiah, all right, is the word Christ. The word Messiah is the word Christ. They both mean the anointed one. Messiah is the word in Hebrew. Christ is a derivative of the Greek, all right, because in Greek it is Christos, okay? So what we say in Hebrew, I mean, is also what we say in Greek, Christ, Messiah, Christ, Messiah. So you now find them breaking it down better to say 
the anointed one. All right? And not an anointed person, the anointed one. So Jesus walked on this earth as the anointed one. He came to this earth, fulfilled his assignment. He is the anointed one. So Acts the 10, all right, verse 38. Acts 10, 38. Acts the 10, the 38 verse of Acts the 10. So Acts 10, 38. Okay, so it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. He was the Christ. Please understand this. Jesus happened to be the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. I know you know that, but I just need you to get something here. Go, let's go to Acts chapter 8. Acts 8. All right. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 from verse 1 says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church that was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to the prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. I love this commitment, right? They were not trying to hide their heads. They were not trying to hide their identity. They were not trying to hide who they were. They went everywhere preaching the gospel. I mean, they got as well, no, no, no. This is the reason why they chased us away from Jerusalem. They started killing us. Let me just move to a new place and just settle myself, hide and begin a new, you know, family. And I feel for most of us, the issue really is um, we're, we're too earthly in our thinking. All right. So we find out that we unconsciously could do things, right, to have a better life on the earth. Sometimes even if, all right, it um, is not kingdom. Okay. I mean, how many times would you... Um, want to pray about your goals and plans for the year, which even right now during this whole COVID period, how many of your goals and plans are you telling God, these are things I want to do, Father, bless them. Okay? Like Kenneth Copeland said very many years ago, don't plan things and then go to God to bless them. Go to God and receive his own plans. Right? God's plans are already blessed. God's plans are already blessed. And the essence of our, our being on the earth, all right, is that we are extensions of the ministry of jesus christ so looks like i've gone ahead of myself a little bit a little bit all right so you find here verse 4 of acts 8 therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word then philip went down to samaria all right to the city of samaria look at what he did and he preached christ unto them all right philip went down to samaria and he preached christ unto them philip went down to samaria and he preached christ unto them it's interesting all right because how did he preach christ what did he mean by preaching christ all right so it's because the message was according to acts 10 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power don't forget luke chapter 4 18 jesus said the spirit of the lord is upon me Obviously, most of the ministrations he had around the places, he kept on reading that place and telling them, I'm anointed. He would talk about the kingdom, talk about his anointing. I'm anointed to heal the sick. I'm anointed. I am the anointed one. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So Peter said that was what was being preached. All right. So if you read, all right, 
um, Peter's message in the house of Cornelius, you will get this better. I just went straight to the 38th verse. All right, Peter was saying that that's why he began to preach. All right, how God anointed Jesus Christ. So that was what they also preached. They kept on talking about this person that is anointed. Oh, I come to talk to you about the anointed one. Oh, he's anointed. He's anointed to remove our burdens and he died and resurrected. So if you believe in that, I mean, the, he, the message was Christ. So in Acts 11, all right, Acts 11, 26. Acts 11, 26. Acts 11, 26. Or maybe pick it from 25. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, all right, for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the believers were first called Christians, all right, in Antioch. The believers were first called Christians. I mean, if you read through the book of Acts, you'll find very many names, okay, that the church was given. Okay, one of it is the way, all right? Now, if you mention the fact that you are of the way or you are the way, you know, you find people, you know, saying that's blasphemy. Jesus is the way. Yes, but now the church is the way. He left the church so the church will let people know the way. Are you getting that now? So, you find that the Christians, I mean, the believers rather, or the disciples as he puts it in King James, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. So, were called disciples, were called believers, I mean, were called the way, were called those of the faith. The word Christians came much later, right? The word Christians came in Antioch first, not even, all right, with them Peter in Jerusalem. It came in Antioch. So, why would they have been called Christians? Number one possibility is, again, as we're building here, they preached about the Christ. They talked about the Christ. So it's either the name was by revelation or it was mockery. What do I mean? They could have said, wow, you could talk about this Christ so much. You guys do exactly what you said he will do. We see people rough miracles. We see things happening. Oh my goodness. Wow. You guys are like the Christ. You guys are like him. Don't forget, we won't get the full picture of the word if we don't break it down. The word Christ is the same word as Messiah. So the word now is actually the anointed one. So they kept on talking about the anointed one. All right. And then Bible lets us know, okay, they, they now call them Christians. All right. Like the anointed one. Anointed like him. All right. Mini, mini him. All right. However, you know, um, it, it could have been um, interpreted. So it's number one, largely revelation. But yeah, I mean. I've heard some preachers say it could have been mockery. Oh, you are thinking you are him. All right. So, but I'll first go with the earlier one that says, you know, they obviously had things that they displayed. All right. And they say, wow, you're like him. So you are anointed like him. You need to get this. You are anointed like him. You are anointed like him. Are you getting this? All right. Now, you need to understand that when Jesus was on the earth, he alone was the Christ. When Jesus was on the earth, he alone was the Christ. He alone. So when you say the body of Christ, you're referring to the body of Jesus. Are you getting that now? Because he alone was the Christ. He alone was the Christ. He alone was the Christ. But glory to God. Huh? Something happened when we got born again. Something happened. So we'll go to 1 Corinthians 12. So we read 1 Corinthians 12 yesterday. I picked a few places, but we skipped this part. So 1 Corinthians 12, the 13th verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, 
For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and we've been made to drink also of the same spirit. I'll say, take that again. For by one spirit have we all been baptized. What baptized means to immerse. So we've all been immersed by one spirit into one body. So when Jesus was on this earth, he alone was the body of Christ. Now, all right, we have now been immersed. And now I'm picking the familiar, but there's usually a lot of revelation in the familiar. Okay? So he alone is or was the Christ. Now we've been immersed into the body of Christ. So you and I are members of the body. Issue now is that when we think of him, Jesus, we think of him spiritual, we think of him powerful, we think of him having all wisdom and everything. Then when we think of the church of Jesus, we think of us as being weak, um, as being beggarly, you know, um, as being defeated, you know, we're always begging God to help us. No, we are members of the body of Christ. That in itself is a very solid revelation. We are members of the body of Christ. Okay? So we'll leave 1 Corinthians 12 very soon, but we'll be back to it. All right. But let me still pick what verse now? Let me pick the 12th verse. Okay? 12th verse. It says, For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one, so also is Christ. See the revelation here. As the body, so the body of Christ is one. Right, so as the body is one and has many members, so the body of Christ is one, but it has many members. As the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one, so also is Christ. So Christ is an entity. In that entity called Christ, all right, that entity is made up of many people. Every person getting born again is immersed into the body. Every person getting born again is immersed into the body. Every person getting born again is immersed into the body. Every person getting born again is immersed. Every one of us born again is immersed into the body. 14, we've read 13 already. 14 says, for the body is not one member, but many members. All right. If the foot will say, because I am not the hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the earring? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. God has set all of us in the body as it has pleased us. God has set all of us in the body as it has pleased us. So you must understand, that's all talking about two types of anointings yesterday. There is the anointing upon the body of Christ. Who is Christ? The anointed one. So there's the anointing on the entire body of the anointed one. However, every member, okay, of the anointed one has the anointing. Did you get that now? Because each one of us is a member of the body of Christ. By way of illustration, okay, so you and I, um, we, we were complete beings, all right, head to toe. Okay, so my, my head doesn't have a name and then my legs have a different name and my arms have another name, you know, and then... My back has a different name. My thigh, a different name. No, it's one name. You might now say, oh, Lanray's head. You might now say, Lanray's arm. You might now say, Lanray's feet. You might now say, Lanray's nose. 
all right but my name larry would show up there so every member is one and if one part of my body hurts i will feel it all right speaking naturally which i'm sure happens to you all right so you stub your toe you go ouch i mean if your leg was you know what you're using hitting something then the leg should be busy shouting on its own should leave the mouth out of it all right you leave the hands out i mean you get to sit you know and then your hands go for your leg and like ow 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 all right but the part of your body that you used in hitting something was the leg so what concerns the hand what concerns the eyes what concerns you know the mouth why would the eyes now shed tears why would the mouth be screaming and crying because they are all members of the same body so we believers must learn to discern the body all right a number of years ago um a number of years ago um and that happens to me from time to time you know there's this consciousness all right so you might hear me say things like um maybe not always publicly maybe yeah i think i said amongst leaders a bit you know uh, but you won't hear it all the time anyway um so you might hear me say i take my place in the body of christ i take now i'm not taking my place by confession so that i may have a place no i already have a place i'm not trying to confess myself into having a place i'm trying to stir up a consciousness i'm part of something bigger than me so every move i make every decision i take it affects the body all right and by body i do not mean ijebu church that we have you know we have a church you know in ijebu day or it may be one in lagos yes that's part of it if that is now where god will have you serve as a local assembly you must understand because god sets the members all right verse 18 of first Corinthians 12 but now has god set the members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him so the members of the body please finish reading the whole thing we might not do that today you, you can't just um you know wake up and say well well uh i know this is what he thinks that god you know seems like god called me to do but this is what i want to do all right maybe god is calling you to a mission to be a missionary then you'd rather be a financier all right or maybe god is asking you to be a financier but if you so now just sit down some people will be going 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 i know i have i need to have i don't have three heads i'm gonna go you know i want to be in the mission field if that's where he will have you to be fantastic all right maybe he called you to be a pastor then you want to be an evangelist or a teacher or maybe a prophet because oh you go to meetings and then you see people just you know dishing you know prophecies and you know you, you feel wow wow oh my goodness wow 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 you know man and then you go on like a seven day you know 15 day 21 day fast and like god god move in my life too oh god ah, as you've done for them do for me all right but have you ever asked what part of the body am i 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 okay so go to 11 first corinthians 11 then we we'll, we'll, uh, we'll might travel a bit then come back to 12 like i said earlier all right so we must understand the anointings in the body okay we must have a very good understanding of the anointings in the body of christ so in first corinthians 11 i mean paul you know he's talking here um at the latter part you know about um guys who just come to church and then eat and then drink and get drunk you know and um, what the whole church was also enjoying you know as a love feast in you know, communion and and all of that you know um oh dear lord all right but so let's let's look at 2026 20, right first thing that's 11 26 for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the lord's death till he comes wherefore whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of jesus christ please follow what he's saying here 
right? But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So the point here is discerning the Lord's body, okay? So um, 30 um, says, for this reason, many are weak, sickly among you, many sleep, right? If we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged. So people say, oh, that means if I eat communion and I'm not born again, I might die. I'm just going to be at it, you know, before you got born again and you didn't die. All right. So or maybe this will happen to me. Maybe that will happen to me. I find that those things didn't happen. So very likely those are not the things that the Bible was saying. But he said here, all right, in verse 29, he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. How do you discern the Lord's body? Two ways. Right, you keep in mind what he did with his body for you. What did he do? He broke his body. Don't forget, he said, All right, which is 24, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. So his body was broken for you, all right. So that Bible says in Isaiah 53 that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes, we are healed. The chastisement of our peace. So he broke his body. But secondly, is that the church of Jesus is now the body. And what Paul was addressing were those that would just get to church and eat up the food. I mean, they, they, they are not basically walking in love with the rest of the believers. They are being selfish. So not walking in love with a fellow believer, all right, is one of the ways that people do not discern the body. Because we're members of the same body, all right? When you harm, hurt, all right, destroy the character of a fellow believer, you're bringing harm to the body. Someone says, how so? Remember in Acts chapter 9 when Jesus met Paul on the way to Damascus, all right? Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Why are you persecuting me? All right? And we could have felt, no, no, it's not persecuting Jesus, it's persecuting the church. So, connect it. The church is the body of Christ. So, whatever harm or evil is done to the church is done to the body. Whatever harm or evil is done within the church, to one member or the other, it's to the body. So Jesus said, I mean, hey, come into um, the rest of my father and his reward. They said, oh, why are you rewarding us? Say, I mean, when, when I was naked and all, you, you did stuff for me. They said, when? Say, whatever I did to the least of my brethren, you've done to me. Whatever I did to the least of my brethren. This affects leadership, guys. This affects um, love work. This affects everything. Because most times, you know, we even like to say, oh, that lady there is my disciple. This guy there is my disciple. That person is my disciple. Within a context, I get the point. But at the end of the day, nobody is anybody's disciple. Get my point, please. We are all the Lord's disciples. However, okay, Bible now says that he sets in the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, that they may perfect the saints. Are you getting that? So we are all his disciples, but he will now allow you to be discipled under someone. Are you getting that? He puts us under people so that they may disciple us. But they are disciples of Christ, like I am, all right? And we are all disciples of Christ, all right? So I love the way Ken Hagen, you know, used to say that pastors, all right, are under shepherds, under shepherds, under the chief shepherd. So Jesus is a chief shepherd. So maybe we call ourselves also under disciples, all right? Meaning there's a core disciple, which is Jesus. But he said, go into the world and disciple the nations. So we're going to the world to disciple the nations, but not for ourselves. We're going to the world to disciple the nations for him. So Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So the whole essence of discipleship is to mold people, right? 
by God's word and the help of the Holy Ghost to be in the character, the form and the fullness of Christ. Are you getting this? All right. So Bible says there is the body of Christ. So Jesus, when he was on the earth, was the only member of the body. But right now he's not. Did you get that? Jesus, when he was on the earth, was the only member of the body. Right now he's not. <laughs> okay, so hope it's not sounding too theological. This, this really should be basic stuff. Um, which some of you already might know. So I hope you're not saying, well, yeah, I know it, I know it, I know it. Um, I've come to realize in, after many years of being a believer, the simple stuff matter a lot. People um, now pursue a lot of the spectacular. They pursue, you know, but I remember something that Hagen, you know, said to a number of the guys, you know, um, that were in the voice of healing, some of whom, you know, we have their stories in the God's Generals. There was a healing revival in America. And then he said to them, you guys are building your ministries. All right, on gifts, but I'm building on God's word. Many years after you're all gone, I will still be here. And I find out of that bunch, very few of them could we count when he entered into the 80s. All right, you count all robots, you count Ken again, very, very, very few of them. All right, but when you had to do in meetings, mass meetings, I mean, you won't call Higgins' name yet. You won't, I mean, is it is it Catherine Coleman? Is it A. Allen? Is it Jaco? All right, you, you won't call Higgins' name. Again, as at that time, wasn't even having 10,000 people, right? But these people were packing the crowd. So thank God for the crowd. Thank God for the impact. But you've got to learn to sit with the word. It doesn't sound spectacular. So maybe you hear, for instance, you know, someone went to pray for 12 hours, and person had encounters, saw angels and all. Then your own aim of going to pray the next time is, I want to see angels. God, if you love me, if I'm important to you, show me angels. Okay, there's no verse in the Bible that says you must see angels. Listen. I know you might want to find, you know, this person, that person. Listen, stay with the word. Stay with the word. Grow yourself on God's word. When God deems it fit to give you encounters, receive the encounters. But don't still build your ministry too much on all those things. All right, Ken Hagen will tell you that after Jesus appears to him and tells him something, he'll tell Jesus, well, I know it's you, but I've got to stick with the word. So show me where what you just told me is in the world and some people feel no now how could you what, what what's the meaning you know of all of that you know but you have to please understand yeah you've got to understand that you must build on god's word you can't even build on followership all right i've seen leaders get hurt you know by maybe some people followed you for a few years then they stopped following you then you feel bad you feel hurt you feel hey so if we're not careful, we're, we're too attached to things. Now, yes, yeah, some people stop following um, prematurely. Love them, pray for them, tell them what you need to tell them. But hey, what do you do? All right. And some, you know, have to move on by divine plan. Because we're members of the body. Please don't forget. So God might be putting you somewhere. So we're learning the power of a generation. And we're saying that this is about the body of Christ question therefore is have you anybody listening to me tonight have you come to understand where god has put you in the body you didn't put yourself you didn't fix yourself i've had the privilege i've had the privilege um in my young life all right to be used by god in certain places all right i've, I've seen the privilege all right back when i was on campus i went to polytechnic so i i didn't want to you know finish my hnd and it had nothing to do with um the HND BSc issue. I just wanted to, you know, I heard there was a very spiritual fellowship in UI and I wanted to be a part of them. 
But God had me stay back on my campus. But it was amazing to be used by God. It was amazing, all right, to be used by God. And I remember two of my mentors back then at separate moments said to me, we are proud of you and we believe in our hearts. That's what God is asking us to say to you. But amazingly, I was part of a move of God on my campus that I did not know was a move until we're leaving school. But in retrospect, you know, when we're about to leave school and we look back, many people were now quoting Ken Higgins. Many people are now, you know, buying Ken Higgins materials. Many people were now receiving Ken Higgins magazines. Many people were listening to Ken Higgins tapes. All within two years of 1997 to 1999. All within two years, the message was finding expression. I mean, myself and my friends, you know, particular fellowship announced to their members, you know, that they shouldn't relate with us and all of that. And, um, I mean, because we taught righteousness, I mean, we taught a number of things that people have issues with, which we shouldn't. Uh, basically, we're teaching new Christian stuff. And then they, they had issues with us. But I'm not telling one of the escorts that your prayer, all right, what you guys pray would always be the challenge you're going to keep having. What do I mean? They kept on praying for revival. Oh, God, revival. Oh, God. And I told him, I said, most times revival comes in shirts, skirts, and trousers as people. So after we left, you know, the following year, this, maybe the guy was heading church or first, he knew us, but I didn't know him. Later, I knew when they picked new schools, they said, oh, their new Bible study secretary is teaching the same thing we taught. I said, I told them, I told them that except if they would need to stop praying that God send revival, that revival that is needed here is in shirts, skirts, and trousers. It's a revelation. Because if it was commitment, oh dear Lord, I could vouch for these people. They were super committed. I mean, I had my first encounters on village outreach, being with them. Very, very committed bunch. All right. We spent the night in the village. Evangelism was tops. It was awesome. But guess what again? They removed the guys the Bible study secretary. I said, no problem. But it's amazing now that many years later, a number of their guys are teaching what we taught. A number of them today. It's, it's, so, I mean, it was a privilege for me, all right? Because in, in 1997, I was 20. So, it was a privilege for me to be used by God. Then I joined King's Word, and then God allowed me to move to Ife. And it was a privilege to be used by God again that, in a move that was brewing in Ife. But I didn't understand what I'm teaching you today. That's why I want you to listen. So, I wasn't saying, oh God, oh God, uh, where do I fit in the body? No. So, you don't naturally have to say it. I'm only saying that the understanding or basically once you are led by the Spirit, you will get this thing right. All my life, all I wanted to do was what God would have me do. I came out of school wanting to get a job in Abuja. I studied mass communication. My dad was in Abuja, so I was going to go there. He had asked me to come. You know, and then he was going to hook me up with certain people. I mean, I could work in PR. I could work in advert. I mean, if you understand mass communication, you know, you could work in print and broadcast and all. But then the Lord told me, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't work for anybody. All right, stay where I put you. And then he told me to work in Kingsway Church Office. I was first a PA my first month. They were not hiring. But I said, I'll resume. So first month, no salary then. I mean, but the point is that life of God, wherever you want me. Wherever you want me. And like Ken Hagen says, God always pays. Payday will always come. Might not come at the end of every week. Might not come at the end of every month. It will come. Why am I saying this? Because... You guys, majority of you here are quite young, I believe. All right, so a lot of the prayers and commitment in church and a whole lot of that, by the time you get out of school and start getting jobs, it will test what you believe. 
I mean, if you if you try to picture the amount of people on fire that are being churned out of Nigerian campuses every year, Nigeria should be wow. So all the people that pray 12 hours on campus, all the people that pray six hours, all the people that pray 24 hours, all the people that pray like 48 hours, 36 hours, where where are they? All the people that, you know, they will pray, you know, and they will say, God has sent me as an apostle to nations. God has sent me this. God has sent me here. So where, where? I mean, where are they? Where is everybody? I've seen ladies, like I said yesterday, on fire. Then they get reminded and then the whole fire is gone. Where is everybody? So while, while one is excited about, you know, more young people, you know, finding expression, being on fire. One also has this deep desire of they got to get it right. They've got to get it right. Pastor Chris was not the only word teacher in his generation. Pastor Poju was not the only word teacher in his generation. I'm not the only new Christian teacher in my. I'm sure that people can dissect new Christian and I'll be taking notes. And I'm not saying that to try to sound humble. I'm saying that for real. I've met people that will tell you that no, no. As at the time I I read or I, I had access to the first Kenyan book, 97. All right. At the time I met Hagen, Copeland Kenyan at a deeper level. I had met people then who had read all of Kenyan's books. As in everything, 1997. All of Kenyan's books. Where is everybody? Now, if they're not called to ministry, I mean, active ministry, we're all in ministry. It's a different thing. But most of these guys were called. There were prophecies. There were, hey, tongues. There were all of that. So I want to employ everyone listening to me now and everyone who will listen later. Please find, I beg you, that, you know, make your relationship with the Holy Ghost more important than position, than power. Than many other things. He will lead you. He will position you in the places. Alright. Lately I've had a privilege. I know God is giving to me. And that's ministry gives a lot. Talk to me. And it has increased. And I get to hear. Oh thank you for what you talk. Oh thank you for the material. Oh thank you for this. Oh thank you for that. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. All I want to do. Is all he wants me to do. Where I want to be. Is where he wants me to be. Guys, come on. Come on. Come on. And same thing should be for you. Please. Alright? Same thing should be for you. Where you want to be is where he wants you to be. So I know you might be thinking, oh, I need to move to Canada. Is he saying so? I've got to go to the US. Is he saying so? Take a week, a month, two, three, whatever it will take you. Get the right answer so that when you step in there, you're not there on your own. You might have heard of John G. Lake before. I mean, that highly, highly, highly anointed man. He was, he was a solid business person, had a printing press. I mean, he was, he was solid, solid business person, into investments and all. And then God began to stare his heart about ministry. And then people come to the office. He's trying to talk to them business. He breaks down, starts talking to them, and then they start crying, get born again. He has to, I mean, guys, just be where he wants you to be. Jesus ends up leading into South Africa. He didn't have the money. But whether he had the money to go or not, he ended up there because of the leadership of the Spirit. 
they were at the train station some called him out of the queue and said i don't know but god is asking i just feel i should give you this amount of money the exact amount they needed he got the amount in there to board the ship then they were on the ship and then as you're trying to come down from the ship they will ask you all right you show them your papers then they will ask you where are you staying i mean he didn't have an answer he didn't have an answer but just when he was going to get to their turn a woman shows up and says i'm looking for a particular family this number of children husband and wife i'm looking for a particular family and they were telling him oh i'm telling her these people he said no how many children no no not you then he, until she got to john lake and his family and then she said the lord asked me to prepare my house for a missionary family guys that's how they landed in a strange land i mean came into africa went to south africa and then god provided accommodation i've seen these things happen but i know they can happen much more in our own generation if only we trust the lord with all of our hearts and lean not onto our own understanding guys our heads are too active our brains are too active we have too many things that tie us up tie us down and then jesus is looking at the whole body and where he put you and where he might have put you could be absent void rather you are absent there oh but that from today you'll be more conscious of the leadings of the spirit from today you'll be more conscious that you're an active member of the body of christ because there's no useless member of the body you'll understand why you need to walk in love with other ministries walk in love with other ministers walk in love with other believers walk in love with people you're even privileged all right to disciple for jesus christ all because we're discipling people doesn't mean we need to say things like are you okay are you stupid are you nuts we don't talk like that you don't for no reason do you talk to people like that oh but they, they hurt me i've been there i mean i've been there so much i've won souvenirs it's not comfortable i won't i won't lie to you but they don't belong to you yeah have you ever read what jesus said in you know mark 10 hmm? so in mark chapter 10 let's quickly see 35 all right i'll just borrow the thoughts and then we'll come back in oh hallelujah someone's getting blessed right i'm a member of the body of christ i'm an active member vital member of the body of christ all right i take my place in the plan and the purposes of god i take my place in the agenda of god for my life all right i take my place i take my place i take my place all right so in mark 10 all right 35 and james and john the sons of zebedee came unto him saying master we would that you should do for us whatever we desire and he said to them what would you that i should do for you and they said to him grant us that we may sit one on your right and the other on your left hand in your glory and Jesus said unto them you know not what you ask can you drink of the cup that i drink of and be baptized with the baptism that i'm baptized with and they said unto him we can jesus said to them you will indeed drink of the cup that i drink of and with the baptism that i'm baptized with shall you be baptized but to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give right but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared and when the ten heard it the rest of the guys they began to be much displeased with james and john but jesus called them to him and said to himself please follow this you know that they which are accounted to rule the gentiles exercise lordship over them and their great ones exercise authority over them please take note of this the people that have been sent to rule the gentiles jesus said they exercise lordship over them 
And unconscious, we find this in the church. You're afraid of your unit leader. You're afraid, you know, and then the way the unit leader comes, you know, with fire, with thunder, you know. Don't you know? Are you not supposed? Are you not thinking? Da, 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 da. You know? But Jesus said, But so shall it not be among you. Whoever will be great among you shall be your minister. All right? Whoever will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life for the ransom of many. So everyone desiring, according to 1 Corinthians 12, you know, coveting spiritual gifts, it's so that the body may be blessed. We looked at that yesterday in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. That the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. It's not for you to brag. It's not so that when you prophesy, they say, oh, prophesy, man of God. Say more, say more. Go deeper, go deeper. And then it could create swelled heads and build this low self-esteem. People feel like, oh, I'm not like that person. I'm not anointed like that person. But no, we are all members of the same body. And your self-esteem would be in finding where God wants you to be. Are you getting that? Finding where God wants you to be. But covert gifts, all of us can flow in the gifts of the Spirit. Every one of us, at least prophecy. But shoot up. If you're going to pray six hours, you're going to pray 12 hours, spend that time in prayer to, to increase your sensitivity with the leadership of God, to pray out His plans and purposes for your life, not for bragging rights. Not so that those of you that now pray 12 hours are the big boys, the big girls, you know, the rest of you are not serious. I can tell you solid, solid ministers, all right? Who will tell you they've never prayed six hours stretch? Stretch, all right? From 12 to 6, from... They'll tell you we've not prayed it. Why? Because prayer for them is a lifestyle. All right? And you find that in relating with them, they are more in tune with the Holy Ghost than someone just bragging about how much time he or she spent. And please spend the time. There's what that protracted time of prayer does. All right? There's the energy, it births, the, you know, the power you are making available. And then the level of intimacy, it stirs up. But you must understand the reason for what you're doing. Oh, because you heard someone say, oh, I, I fast 21 days, I fast 70 days, and I'm working the miraculous. If you read Ken Hagen, you he'll tell you, I've never had to go beyond three days. Oh, but I, he lives a fasted life. So that consistency for him builds him being so in tune with the Holy Ghost. So we are members of the body of Christ. So the body is a corporate entity. We saw that in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 yesterday. Right? No, you know that you know you are the temple of God, the spirit of God lives in you. We read Amplified that says, Don't you know that the temple of God, the Spirit of God lives in you permanently, all right, individually and corporately or collectively as a church. So all of us are anointed, all right. We saw some Corinthians chapter 1, all right, 2021, 20, yesterday, I think into 22. That says, He that has established us and has anointed us is God. You and I are members of the anointing. Every part of a lion is a lion. Every part of Christ, the anointed one, is, all right, in Ephesians chapter 1, Bible tells us, all right, that God has made him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So the, Jesus is now the head. When he was on the earth, he was a totality of the body of christ but now his head we form the rest of the body so what are you expected to do but you cannot do what you don't know you're called to do you cannot know what you're called to do if you don't spend time in fellowship with the word and with the holy ghost in prayer huh? so in john 15 all right john 15 john 15 from verse 1 
John 15 verse 1, I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. I am the vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges that he may bring forth more fruit. 3 says, now you are clean through the word I have spoken unto you. 4, we're going to 5. Abide in me, all right? And I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except you abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So he's saying in verse 5 of John 15, he is the vine and we are the branches. So if you want to think through, all right, are some branches more connected than some others? No, we're all equally connected. So the grace of God is available. I guess I mentioned equality, all right? Equality is different from having a pure sense of honor. You must honor people. But in Christ, we're all, you know, joint heirs with him, all right? No, a new believer now, now, now is joint heir with the rest of us. So, but this is where I'm going. So each believer, therefore, can draw all right each believer can draw jesus said i am the vine you are the branches so each branch draws from the vine to the degree to which it pulls so when you find people seemingly more spiritual it could also be they gave more time i mean when i when i got back from hnd in 2000 i mean 1997 i remember i had about four canadian tapes and i played those tapes morning to leave me praying in tongues almost every day it will birth revelation knowledge. It will stir some things. It will impart some things inside of me. Please understand this. So whoever doesn't do what someone else does might not get what the other person is getting. Then you not say, oh, God favors this person more than me. No, he might be doing something. Yet again, our balance, like I said earlier, don't now copy you in your own time and fellowship with the Holy Ghost. He'll reveal more and more, reveal more and more things to you. Are you getting that? He will reveal more and more things to you. He will. So we are members of the body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ. We're members of the anointed one. Yes, we are. All of us. Okay? We're all members of the anointed one. All of us. Members of the anointed one. Are you getting that? We are members of the body. Alright? We have a role to play in the body. We are Christians, anointed like him. 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 So Ephesians 4, the seventh verse. Ephesians 4, 7. Ephesians 4, 7. Ephesians 4, 7 says, but unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Christ again, the anointed one. So unto every one of us, Ephesians 4, 7, unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of the anointed one. So there is a grace of God upon you. There is. How do you find it? In the place of fellowship. How do you find it in the place of you being equipped by the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers? All because you know God has called to me, it doesn't mean you know everything to know. You actually likely don't know much. Or because you've listened to some tapes like 50 times, doesn't mean you know everything. But yes, the little you know, know them well and keep knowing more. 
But glory to God, we are members of the body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ. We're anointed like him. 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 Yes, we're members of the body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ. We're members of the body of Christ. We're anointed like him. Are, are you getting this? I'm, I'm repeating this for a reason. I'm repeating this for a reason. So now that Ephesians 4, 7 says there's grace given to every one of us, you by prayer, you by Bible study, you by commitment, push. Listen, someone might be a fellowship leader today, but someone else who's a new member might be more impactful in ministry in another 10 years. A number of factors might be responsible. Number one could be the placements where God put them. God might have that new person, you know, have maybe some sort of an international ministry or, you know, function in a more obvious place in the body and the fellowship head, you know, God set the person in a place that might not be too obvious. Listen, God is rewarding you not based on popularity. Just be where we have you be. Do what we have you do. So that's a factor, how God places, all right, God's placement. But another factor is that drive, that commitment. So if someone is spending time in prayer, a person will shoot into things that the others are not shooting into as they should. Are you getting this? You shoot into things. You, as it were, break into seasons. Because you're spending time finding the flames. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can you pray in tongues where you are? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just talking tongues. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I'm anointed as he is. I'm anointed as he is. I'm anointed as the head of the church, Jesus Christ. There's grace given unto me according to the measure of the anointed one's gift. There's grace given to me. I find my place. I take my place. I find my place. I take my place. I find my place. I take my place. I find my place. There's no irrelevant member of the body. I take my place. I do the things that God will have me do. I, I'm in the places where God will have me be. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So please understand, therefore, that as an individual, you're anointed. And then as the whole body, you're anointed. As an individual, you're anointed. As a whole body, we're anointed. As an individual, you're anointed. The whole body is anointed. So you being an individual must locate your place. Once again, it comes through fellowship. It comes through revelation. Sometimes it comes through instruction. And I need to say that for someone here. I remember when I was posted to Ife, I didn't have a witness in my spirit. I went because my pastor said I should go. Huh? My pastor posted me there and then I went. And thank God I was willing and obedient. 
Thank God. When I was posted to Ede also. Thank God I was willing. Thank God I was obedient. Thank God. I didn't feel like going. I didn't determine when I'll go. I also didn't determine when I was going to leave. And pastor posted me there. And due to certain things, he also posted me out. And I brought me back to the church office and all of that. Of course, I wasn't done in Ether then. Ether was on a long break. But my point is, you know, when you also understand how to follow the leaders God has placed over you. Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13. All right. I said that earlier, you know, about learning to honor and about you need to be equipped. So some people have been placed by God to equip you. So Hebrews 13 and verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have rule over you. All right. That's obey your spiritual leader, some versions say. Obey them, Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. It means follow their leadership. All right? Follow their leadership. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls or they watch over your souls as they that must give account. And they may do it. You need to make sure they do it with joy and not with grief for that will not be profitable for you. So however you respond to spiritual... Now, someone can take this first and use it, you know, against what Jesus was saying in Mark 10 and harassing people and knocking them in the head. No, it's still a spiritual responsibility. Excuse me, you must help people to grow. You must help them a whole lot to grow. So while the leaders must understand the kingdom leadership style, the followers also must understand the place of a follower and the submission of a follower. Does this remove if you feel otherwise about something you shouldn't tell them? Please do. How you say it is what matters. How you communicate it is what matters. If the leader says, hold on, hold on, do it by faith. Do it by faith. And learn to also tell God, right, um, Lord, you placed me under this person or people, right? So you are telling me this. You are not the author of confusion. So help me minister that to my leader's heart. But you also need to say it. Right? But if your leader says, no, please hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I've seen, you know, excitement. I've seen, it's all around. So you need to learn. Now, on one hand, I've seen leaders wanting to manipulate and keeping people. And then I've seen people just jump out and then they were just premature about it. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're members of the body. So as a member, as an individual member of the body, what must you do? To sharpen yourself. What must you do? Number one, your place of faith. Don't play with it. Study, please. And understand the subject of faith and how it works. And put it to work. I'll say that again. Study, please. Alright? Study. And understand the place of faith. And how it works. And put it to work. It's not enough for you to be able to explain it. It's not the hearers that are blessed. It's not the explainers that are blessed. It's the doers. I know prayer is very exciting. We could pray more than I want to read or study. I understand that. Study the place of faith and learn to use your faith. Because the just shall live by faith. So as you grow in life and in destiny, in ministry, you will need your faith to pull things through. 
You will need your faith to step in obedience to things that God will have you do. Everything God tells you to do won't just drop on you like ripe mango from a tree. You need to use your faith. So I'll say again, study please and understand all right, the way of faith all right, and how it functions and then put it to work. Use your faith. So you can get a lot of Ken Hagen's book on that. So learn to use your faith. Secondly, sharpen your ability to be led by the Spirit. Sharpen your ability to be led. Because the whole journey is a walk with the Holy Ghost. The whole journey is a life with the Spirit. So please, you must understand. Please, I beg you. You must understand that place of being led. Don't let your self-esteem be hooked on. I gave a prophecy here. I gave a word over there. I laid hands on this person. You know, back then when we were growing up, oh, how was the meeting, man? It was awesome, man. We just scattered the whole place. So if we were not careful, our self-esteem was a how many people fell under the power. Not bad, but self-esteem must not be there. Oh, how was the meeting? It was wonderful. Oh, they got this. They understood that. You know, um, there was a move of spirit. So I know that certain people receive certain things. I mean, that might be a better way to say it than, ah, hmm, may I just scatter the whole place? May I scatter? So my own generation, I don't know what it is like for you guys, but my own generation talked a lot like that. I mean, my own generation did a whole lot of, even those ahead of us, uh, my son, my daughter, my son, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not sure that's what it's called for. But sometimes, you know, we young folk are, are trying to claim rights and claim orishi rishi. Let me say something. Mm-hmm. Let me say it too. <laughs> You'll be surprised how many believers in this generation, and not just this one, even mine, have, have multiplicity of mentors. It is not bad. Right? First Corinthians 4 says so you may have a thousand instructors, but you do not have many fathers. So the Bible already gives room for that. But my point in saying this is uh, some people therefore do not have definite relationships. So everybody is their father. You know, so Apostle Selman is their father. Apostle Aroman is their father. Pastor Godman is their father. Maybe Pastor Emi Davis is their father. Uh, Pastor Balaji Dewey is their father. Everybody, everybody cannot be your father. Everybody can't. But can you be in meetings? Yes. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure if I ask you who, you know, who was um, Kenneth Copeland's spiritual father, most answers are usually very wrong. Most answers. So if I say, who was Kenneth Copeland's spiritual father, most answers would be, oh, Kenneth Hagen. Ah, Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Hagen. So it wasn't Kenneth Hagen. It was Oral Roberts. Ooh, yeah, ooh. It was Oral Roberts, not Kenneth Hagen. But Copeland drew so much from Hagen. Copeland's ministry and Hagen's ministry were patterned alike. Did you get that now? So while Copeland was with Oral Roberts, he would go to Hagen's meetings. But with all of that, he wasn't saying, oh, Oral Roberts, you're my father. Kenneth Hagen, you're my father. No, and then there's good self-esteem. Oral Roberts wasn't wondering, uh-uh, so is that Hagen guy rolling with? So there's a place for deep relationships that you can have with multiple people. That's not what I'm saying here. So like I said, Bible in 1st Corinthians 4 gives room that you may have a thousand instructors. And you can actually have like five, ten instructors and you have solid, you know, deep relationships with them. You can. It's possible. 
deep relationships with them. Uh, you find, you know, Casey Price, all right, being, you know, Ken Hagen's son in ministry. But the same Casey Price, you find him with Robots in his meetings. So it's one body. So when you get that, there's no problem there. But where he drinks from is clear. What you're picking around is clear. Jerry Savelle is, you know, um, Kenny Copeland's son in ministry, of course. They look so much like friends. And that's part of you understanding how ministry should work. Telling people God might put them under you at the beginning. And God might just say, work as partners later. But you find the same, you know, Jerry Savelle being very, very close to Kenny Hagen. He's preached for Hagen a couple of times. Hagen says, oh, I love the anointing on you. Hagen would like to sit when Jerry Savelle is preaching. And all that is good relationships, not so I can poach him and make him son. No. You find the same, you know, Jerry Savelle in Casey Price's meetings. They have a deep relationship. So we can have deep relationships across board. But try and understand where God put you, how God put you there and why. It might take a while for some of these things to be clear, but at least understand placement. The little you can. Always understand that all these people are my instructors. I'm going to drink from them to whatever extent I can. Even if it means that you have access into their bedrooms, I will drink. You know? You can impact people without them saying, oh, you're not my father, I want to submit to you. People can be impacted. Most of all, we have, we receive it free, so we'll give you free. You don't have to have to carry your bag, your Bible, and then you drill them for like three months to see their seriousness, you know, all that. So use Elijah and Elisha. That happened at the end of Elijah's, Elijah's life from ministry. But have in mind also that from the first day Elijah met Elisha, God already told Elijah, Elisha was taking over from him. It was clear. It was a supernatural relationship. And I believe that there are supernatural relationships that you will be opened onto. There are. Drink from them. Draw from them. Absorb them greatly. Oh, praise God, praise God. So the place of faith, the place of being led by the Spirit. Thirdly, please, sharpen your ability to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. We touched that yesterday. Pressing down 12, 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. If only we have more believers flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. There'll be less heartaches. There'll be less troubles, less dangers catching people unawares because the gifts of the Spirit will be in operation. There'll be less deaths in hospitals because there'll be gifts of healings and faith and workings of miracles. There'll be more direction given to believers. I mean, the manifestation of the Spirit is given, sharpened, make up your mind. So don't say, well, the people around me, they don't study faith. You grow yourself in faith. Grow yourself in the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Grow yourself in your ability Please, to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. Grow yourself also, number four. Cultivate the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians chapter 5. It's the character of the Holy Ghost. Don't have gifts and then you don't have character. You know, Keith Moore said it was at the hospital. I mean, it was at the airport with a friend of his. And maybe flight was delayed so they needed the, you know, and people at the counter to attend to them. And, all. and his friend just raised his voice. You need to attend to me. And then the guy looked at Keith and said, uh, that's my prophetic anointing working. Keith said, no, that's your flesh. That's your flesh. That's carnality. So when say, but the zeal of the Father's house consumed Jesus to knock people out of the temple, to chase them out. So not to be at the airport. You know, many times when I'm trying to claim our rights, ah, it's my right, I know my right. You know, it might need to flow in the righteousness of God. 
No? I mean, I know preachers that went to preach in churches and they received honorarium, you know, like, you know, saying to the crowd, you know, please, let's give to this minister right now. Let's give to him, all right? And then they pass the offering basket and they are dropping the money. They're dropping it. And you haven't seen people drop fat envelopes, you know. And then you meet the pastor later and he says, I'm sorry, people did not really respond. Take this small thing. You know, you could say, no, you invited me here. It's my right. I must collect something. Leave it and go. Because the person you're working for will pay you. You need to be careful what you what you monetize. Remember in Acts you know, the sorcerer who was going to pay Peter so that he might have the ability to lay hands on people. Peter said, your money perish with you. So there are many practices you might see now in the body of Christ. We don't listen until the master comes. You might not know who is doing the right thing. So stay with the one you see in the word. Because 1 Corinthians 3 says we'll be tested. Every man's work will be tested. Don't monetize the anointing. Oh, can people bless you based on the anointing? Yes, they would. I mean, Jesus in Luke chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. Bible says, Luke 8, 1 to 3. Bible said that the women that were blessed by him, all right, they gave to him from their substance. So people will give up. But you are not moved, all right, or motivated because of that. You remember what happened to Daniel and what happened to Joseph? When the kings are like, if you can interpret this thing for me, I can give you anything, even to the half of my kingdom. They said, no, we don't want. But after the, you know, solutions were come, Joseph was promoted. So Joseph didn't say, no, 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 no. That's now a reward for you. So it wasn't a motivation. So he goes somewhere to preach and then they just write a check. But he didn't go there and say, no, if you don't give me this amount, I will not come. No, to the half of your kingdom. So we see biblical instances. People will honor you. People will buy cars for you. People will pay for stuff. But understand, I beg you, your place in the body. What if God put you there as a ministry of help? So let's go to First Corinthians 12 as we begin again. So sharpen your faith life. Sharpen your ability to hear from God. Please, I beg you. Sharpen your ability to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. Number four, cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. That will lead me to number five, but five is also already inside four. But let me allow five stand on its own. Walk in love. Please. All right, of course, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. But let me allow you stand. Walk in love. Walk in love. Be quick to forgive. People will do things we don't like. People will do things against us. People might have told things like five times, ten times, might do it again. But don't forget the part of the fruit of the Spirit. Long suffering. Huh? You remember that? Meekness. You remember that? So when we like to take our claims, push our rights, don't let anything push you out of you functioning in the righteousness of God. I mean, you're always the righteousness of God, but don't let anything push you. So as a member of a corporate body, serve in your corporate body. Grow with your corporate body. Be a blessing in your corporate body. However, understand you are an individual. God might have you be somewhere this year and five years time he wants you somewhere else. So if you are too much attached or your spiritual growth and your fire for the kingdom is determined by those people, by the time God needs you somewhere else, you might not be ready. You might not be ready. Like God needing G-Lake in South Africa. 
And then he just felt, no, the people I'm with, you know, over here, you know, in New York and all of that, and I just like the way they are doing gentle Christianity. No, it's an individual race. Yet again, a collective one. We grow together as a body. But don't forget, every man stands before the Lord. But don't now push with disdain. Knowledge puffs up. First Corinthians 8, 1 tells us. It's love that builds. So you've got to work in love, child of God. Be, be, I mean, grow your love work. Will people say bad things about us? Yes. I've seen a book, a published book, where they yabbed Higgin, yabbed Kenyon, you know, yabbed Benson Daosa, yabbed Bishop. I've seen a published book. I saw that book maybe 98 or 99. I was on campus. I've seen a published, as in someone took the pains to write a book and went to the press to print it out. So why is that not now Benson Daosa's latest message? All of you writing about me, die. It will be a distraction. Anybody running a race and listening to side comments, you know, you distract yourself. Please focus, I beg you. Please focus, I beg you. Huh? People talk bad about you. Yeah, where you feel you can and should answer. But don't think that your ability to defend yourself is from yourself. God is the one that lifts up. God is the one that would announce you. He's the one that would justify and vindicate you. Even when people now say, ah, I remember what you did last summer, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, God, God would keep honoring you before men. Some might never change their mind. Some would. You will fulfill God's assignment for your life. Face where you're headed. So Paul, in 1 Corinthians 12, from the 27th verse says now you are the body of christ and members individually that's what i've been trying to teach you grow yourself spend time praying in tongues yes do your six hours do your three hours do your 12 do your 24 but do them with the right purpose in mind to pray out god's plans and purposes for your life to pray out god's agenda to fine-tune your own union with the Holy Ghost, to sync yourself with Him better because we're joined with Him already. So the people around you might not understand. Do your best to educate them, enlighten them. But it shouldn't, be pull, it shouldn't pull you down. Fire on. Because if you do not grow like you should because of people around you, when the anointing you should have been walking in was needed, you might not be in that anointing to walk in it. Are you getting this? Huh? So don't just enjoy it. Me and my friends are always together. We're always together. If God is calling you aside, go. Pray. But do it with love and wisdom. Back then when I was on campus, it's, school is over. My friends said, let's go. I said, nah, I still want to stay back a bit. Then I reach out to people, preach to people. From there, go to visit people at home. And then, hey. Hmm? So we are members of the body of Christ. All right, we are the body of Christ members in particular 27, 28, and God has set some in the church. Firstly, apostles, secondly, prophets, thirdly, teachers, after workers of miracles, then gifts of healing, then helps, then government, then diversities of tongues. So, what if you're called to be in the helps ministry? You might say, No, I must be an apostle. Oh, I mean, this guy got him born again now, he's operating the prophetic. Listen, you can function in as many gifts of spirit as possible and still not be called a prophet. And that's sometimes how we hurt people. 
maybe a young lady flows in word of wisdom word of knowledge very often we say man she's a prophet ah she's a prophet she's a... don't hurt them don't push them into calling god my you could just say well, i appreciate your spiritual sensitivity you have this prophetic thing around you doesn't make the person a prophet are we clear on this please a guy you know almost every meeting he has a word of knowledge for someone man that guy is a prophet maybe not maybe he's a believer that has been gifted all right the lord will have him function there more or by his hunger he has activated it david wasn't anointed as a prophet was anointed king but by fellowship he broke into that thank you lord just pray in tongues please Oh, lelelebo shi gavando ku rabaraba ege melelebo lobo shi gavaraba. Kuraba mbaraka bo shevelege do shevelebelebelebelebe. Kebaraba raba 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 shi gavelebo shi gavelebo lobo shi gavelebe. Kole balando susa vante keloso vreto godo zuzo vise nenda gando zevre donzo vuro geduso. Nete gigedoso vredo gobo suzovete yege borobo zuzo vredondo vediga baragadasa mando kurabanda gadasa gebo sigaragada that the eyes of your understandings may be enlightened that you may know the hope to which he has called you that you may know the hope to which he has called you that you may know the hope to which he has called you that you may know the hope to which he has called you that you may know the hope karabo si franondo kurabarabaraga Telege borobo shuse vievelege doso men balala boshi velele bondo goborobo shia balala ba ke labo sataga bata bata bayaba oh batege boshu kabaye parabase monde gugo bedige bedodo bedide bedige boso nekure batante ge bozoto mengo gobuzo vedika gogozoto vegigadanda Ege goso da that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That the eyes of your understanding. I pray the prayer of Paul to the church at Ephesus for you. That the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. That you will know the hope to which he has called you. You will not run, you know, like one that is aimless. You will not fight like one that beats the air. But your life will be marked by precision. Your life will be marked by clarity. Oh, you will run as one that lives life on target. You will run as one that lives life on purpose. The voice of God will be clear to you. I declare that your eyes see, your ears hear. Your heart conceives what God has in store for you. I call you a blessing to your generation, a blessing in your generation. I declare that out of your belly indeed, as Jesus said, the rivers will flow through you and you will bless men wherever God will have you be to bless them. I speak increase. I speak revelation. I declare that as the body of Christ that you are, you will gain a deeper revelation of being a member of the body of Christ as it affects your finances, as it affects your health, as it affects your righteousness because you're a member of the body. Whatever is in the head is in the body that you grow in this revelation. Oh, that you understand the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <sighs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So thank you, guys. Um, Joko, thank you once again for allowing me on this platform. Thank you for allowing me a, a blessing, all right, for two days. I appreciate it. God honor you dearly. God honor you guys greatly. All right. So thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. Just in case you're yet to follow us on social media, you can do so at Exodus Global underscore on Instagram, at the Exodus Global on Facebook, and Exodus underscore Global on Telegram. For questions, counseling, and further inquiries, kindly send us a mail via the Exodus Global at gmail.com. We love and celebrate you. God bless you.